Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Oh, Captain, my Captain. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. Let's get nuts. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. I'll have what she's having. You have chosen wisely. It reminds us all that once was good. And it could be again. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. That's right. This is the 30-something movie podcast. I am your host, John Reed. Um, and I've got... Uh, we, we, we're going to have uh, like a... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? We're going to have like a, a smattering is not what I'm trying to say. We're going to progressively have more hosts join is what I'm trying to say. We keep adding and adding until the car is full. It's, it's, we're basically a clown car. We're just a clown car of podcasters and that's what it's going to be. Um, so the first two clowns that are here are myself and Bo. Yo. How you doing, Bo? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. The, the kids are in bed and they're both alive, so... You know, parenting win 101. All you can ask for. Mm-hmm. Some nights, yes. Uh, and then we should have here in just a few minutes, um, I, the other two guys, uh, Jeff and Dennis, are going to be off tonight. But Pat should be joining us here shortly, so uh, hopefully we'll get him here in just a few minutes. Then we'll have him jump on in with us and uh, be talking about our movie tonight. Our movie tonight we're doing is The Wizard, the amazing, amazing children's version of Rain Man that came out in 1989, video game movie that introduced one of the greatest video games of all time, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Before we get started, let's go ahead and jump into some movie news stuff that came out. And uh, we've recorded a few of our shows kind of close together here, so we're like, oh, I don't know that there's a whole lot to talk about. But when I went to go look at some new movie news stuff on some of the websites, I did find that a few things had come up lately. So we might do these kind of rapid fire. I don't know that there's, I don't know, we need to do too much in the way of commentary on this, so my first one is Bill and Ted 3 starts shooting soon. How do you feel about Bill and Ted 3? Wow. <laughs> is, is that a good wow or a bad wow? It's an, it's just an I can't believe it's happening. Okay. I think that those two movies, they are they're very special in their own way, mm-hmm. and they should just be left to be what they are. Anything you do to add on to that, just, I don't know that you can recapture that. I think it was a product of its time, and I guess it remains to be seen. But I, I, I'd i say leave well enough alone. Yeah. Now, I will say that, I guess, I guess part of what would make this different is that, obviously, uh, they are both older at this point. The, the working title of the movie so far is Bill and Ted Face the Music, um, and... Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves are going to reprise their roles, but obviously they are quite a bit older than they were uh, when the original Bill and Ted came out 30 years ago. So that part, I don't know. I don't know how... I don't know what they're going to do with that. Uh, But the thing I do know is they have had a series of Bill and Ted comics that have come out over the last few years, and those stories are kind of fun. A little crazy, maybe even a little too crazy for a movie, but uh, they end up on 
like these interstellar adventures and doing wartime travel and stuff like that. But uh, so I don't know. Yeah, movie wise, I don't know. I'd be curious to see what the story is going to be. If they make this movie, I'm guarantee I'm going to see it at some point. I don't know if it's oh, going to be a, a movie gonna theater. Ha- yeah, I mean, the, I, yeah. you know what I will say? Mm-hmm. I have a general rule about movies. Most everything's not movie theater fodder these days. It's just too expensive. There are several exceptions, obviously. Superhero movies, where it's special effects driven, large screen, things like that are exciting. But there's something about a movie like that where seeing it in a packed... Now, it would have to be packed. Yeah. But you gotta see it in a packed theater, week one, where it is just... Where everybody is laughing, assuming it's any good. It's one of those few comedies that, for some reason, I feel like might might require a, a theater viewing. Yeah. I was... Um, I've had a lot of fun kind of following the Bill and Ted 3... Um... Twitter account. They've been posting up a few things here and there lately, and uh, they just posted up, I think it was maybe yesterday? Yeah, I think yesterday afternoon. Just a, a black background, white lettering. Be excellent to each other. They're just like bringing back some of the stuff from the old movies. Uh, I guess both of the older movies have been released on Amazon Prime now, so if you've got Prime, you can go watch both of them there. Well, I may have to now. <laughs> mm-hmm. We did. Uh, we did show. Wild we, we, we introduced the kids to the Wild Stallions. Uh, it's probably been a couple weeks ago now. Oh, that um, had to be awesome. Oh yeah, it was I would electric. love. That's a great example of a movie. I would love to see through fresh eyes. Yeah. Well, it was one of those examples of the. Is that coming up on our list? Yeah. I think I was going to say that's this year, right? Mm-hmm. That's this year. Excellent. Yes. Um. I am blanking out on when it is this year. I have a feeling it's in the fall. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a little bit till we get there, but I think it's uh, a month that we do some other, like, time travel movies. Right on. So. But, yeah, no, they had a lot of fun with it, and, and it, you know, it's one of those movies where some of the stuff that I say regularly makes a little bit more sense to everybody else in the family now. Right. Yeah. And Sharon had never seen it before, and so she, when it got to the point where they're like, be excellent to each other. She's like, oh, that's why you say that on the podcast every time. Mm-hmm. So, so now my family knows more about me just because we watch Bill and Ted. There you go. All right. Well, I don't have too much more on that on the Bill and Ted front, but I, I think it will probably be a lot of fun. I know I haven't watched much of Keanu Reeves' more recent movies, like the John Wick movies and stuff like that. But Yeah, I haven't either. He, I, I kind of get the feeling that he... No, I don't, and I don't mean this in a negative or harsh way. I kind of feel like he's become a parody of himself. Kind Saturday of Night, Saturday Night Live has certainly helped with that. Uh huh. Kind of in the way that Johnny Depp almost kind of became a parody of himself in certain ways. Uh-huh. Um. So I, if they play up some of that, and you know, obviously we haven't really seen Alex Winter in a whole lot, you know, since then, or at least I haven't. Um. So I don't know. I'll just be curious to see what route they decide to take and older Bill and Ted to see, like, what they've been up to, and did they save the universe through their music, or, wow, I don't know, so. Right. Yeah. All right, uh, so there's that one. The other ones I've got here, I, I, I picked some because uh, we may save a couple of news items for our next episode for next week, um, but I picked some that I knew Pat would not be interested in, so one of the ones that I was going to mention here real quick is that 
Um, there is discussions of rebooting both the Hellraiser and Scream movies. Mm. So, uh, Jason Bloom, who runs Bloom House Studios, um, he is, and I believe, did he do the newest It movie? I think I, so. I would defer to your encyclopedic knowledge on the topic. Yeah, I think that... Uh, no, 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 he did not. I think what they have done is they've done... Uh, oh, no, here it is. I found a list. Um, Insidious, Sinister, The Purge, Happy Death Day, Paranormal Activity, and then uh, Get Out. So they've done a whole bunch of uh, horror movies that have been really successful in the last few years, and they are apparently looking at doing new movies in the Hellraiser and Scream franchises. So I don't know if that's anything that's super exciting to us. I've never seen any of the Scream movies. I've Neither seen some have of I. The, I've seen the Hellraiser movies. Um, I know my I sister. Not. I know my sister really liked the Scream movies, but uh, my brother. Uh, really like the Hellraiser movies, so maybe other people in my family will be excited. I'm, you know, I'm like, well, yeah, I'll probably see them at some point. Yeah, those just never really made it to the top of my list to watch, but, you know. Yeah. So, did see that today. Um, and then the other thing that I saw, uh, were you a fan of Wesley Snipes as Blade in the Blade movies? Yes. Okay. So apparently they're talking about rebooting the Blade movies as well. Yeah, I read that somewhere. And, and another another leave it alone, like, I feel like the vampire... How do I say this and have it make sense? Why does it have to be Blade? Mm-hmm. Does, do, are you, is it because you're hoping to capture some of that audience? Because at this point, vampire's just a thing you can do. Right. Does it need to be Blade? Well Enough Alone, again, comes to mind. Yeah. Because, yes, I really did like it. Mm -hmm. I mean, the oh, gosh, Chris Christopherson and Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so good. Even, even my wife, who is not a genre film person, by any stretch of the imagination, loves Blade. Really? Oh, yeah. He yeah, I went back and I watched the first two a little while ago. I was going to watch because I had gotten, um, I think like a year ago, maybe it was last Christmas, um, somebody had gotten me the trilogy on Blu-ray. And it had just sat on the shelf and sat on the shelf, and then I think there was uh, there was a little bit of a stretch of time where I was like, well, I don't know, I got, I got work to do, maybe I'll just put something on while I get some work done. And uh, I think I worked through the, the first two, and then I was about ready to watch the third and got sidetracked, but... I, I mean, I really like those movies. I know some people not as much a fan of, uh, kind of not as much of the fan of the third movie. Mm. Um, yeah, but, I feel like by the third movie, it was definitely tapering off, but I still liked it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't have a problem if they decide they want to reboot it. I know there was the TV series a little while back, and I never watched any of the TV series. I um, did. I, I couldn't get Donna to watch it because, well, it's not played. I'm like, yeah, but it is. <laughs> Sort of. It is, but was it good? It was okay. It didn't okay. last long. Okay. Um, and that's what I'm afraid of will happen with this. Like, what? <sighs> yeah. 
I feel like you've I feel like you've done the Blade movies. I feel like vampires. I, I feel like at this point, even zombies are kind of on the way out. So we need some new monster right now to. So it's time to circle back to vampires, I guess, because it's I been a few maybe. years. But yeah, or or aliens or something like that. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of feel like we're. I kind of feel like if you wanted to do Blade, at this point, have have it be you know well Netflix is getting rid of all their Marvel stuff, but. Uh, if you want to do Blade, I, I do it in the style of like the Netflix Marvel series, like the Jessica Jones and uh, uh, Daredevil and, and Iron Fist and all the other ones. I, do that, Luke mm. Cage. Um, you know, you get Luke Cage and and Blade could team up together, or you know, Daredevil and, and uh, that actually that could be kind of fun. Daredevil and Blade teaming up together, but kind of feel like it would work well as a TV series. I don't know that I'm feel like yeah, I need they tried. a new movie. It just didn't do such a great job. I think part of it is they were having trouble like Blade, you you got an you got that that movie to get what you needed from the character. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they did such a good job on TV trying to get people invested. Okay. Probably it for now. Um, I did have a couple things, but uh, I definitely wanted to talk about them when Pat was with us because they're they're Batman related. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other thing I was going to mention, maybe real quick, is uh, did you see? I think I tweeted this out, and I saw a couple of uh, news things about it. They've put out one of the first pictures of Tom Hanks as Mister Rogers. I had not seen that. I just mm-hmm. knew he was going to be Mister Rogers. Yeah, and he. I mean, it looks well. You know, you see any picture of a a man looking a little bit older with frosty hair and a sweater vest or sweater jacket on, then it's going to look like Mr. Rogers. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it looks pretty cool. It looks like it's probably going to be a good, just based off a picture, um, it looks like it's probably going to be a pretty good movie, especially if you are a Mr. Rogers fan. Nice. Uh, I believe the movie is going to be called A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yeah, that yeah. sounds right, yeah. Yeah, so, um, and I believe it's going to follow the story of uh, Mr. Rogers meeting a journalist that's kind of taken on the task of following him around, shadowing him for a while, and kind of telling his story. And and the journalist, I believe, kind of starts off, you know, wanting to try to dig up some dirt on Mr. Rogers, and then ultimately ends up coming to respect him. And I think, if I remember correctly, became very good friends with him. And so I, I'm fairly certain that's the premise of the story. Interesting. So, but yeah, based based on the picture, it looks good. Right on. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our movie news stuff. Uh, let me jump over really fast. Uh, let me just say very, very quickly, we do spoil the movies that we talk about. So if you start to hear the name of a movie and you're like, no, no, no I don't want to know any of that, um, then just don't worry about it. Skip ahead a little bit. And um, we'll try not to spoil that for you. But we do talk about the movies. We'll talk about other maybe related movies. So if you don't want to be spoiled, just be aware. We don't hold back when we talk about movies. So This is a massive spoiler alert. <laughs> mm-hmm. Big, big spoilers. Also, uh, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, we would very much appreciate that. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, if you want to tell us what you're enjoying about the show, uh, please leave us a review on iTunes. just takes a few seconds, and it would really help us out. And we'd really appreciate it. And it gives us a way of knowing and of what people are enjoying about the show, and uh, so we'll do more of. And then finally, if you want to visit our website, 30podcast.com is a great way to find out more about our show, listen to past episodes. Uh, we have a whopping 226-ish 
episodes before this one. So if you want to go back, if you've got a long road trip that you're going on and you need hours and hours and hours of content to listen to, feel free to go back and check out our shows. All right, well, for this week in 89, uh, just a couple things I'm going to grab here real fast. Um, the 31st Grammy Awards uh, what happened this week, uh, around about February 22nd, I believe, was the Grammy Awards. Uh, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Um, Tracy Chapman won awards. The first Spanish commercial on network TV um, came on during the Grammy Awards. was in 1989. And then, apparently, real-life Jurassic Park here. On February 24th, a 150-million-year-old fossil egg found in Utah with a fossilized dinosaur embryo inside was the oldest dinosaur egg found in in the Northern Hemisphere. And then they extracted the DNA from the little bug in the amber, and that's how we got Jurassic Park. <laughs> and now there's an island of them. Spared no expense. None. Uh-huh. Uh, for this week, the book, the top book, was still Midnight by Dean Koontz. Uh, it was in there for a little while. And then uh, I believe we had the top song right about this time is still Straight Up by Paula Abdul, and then the top movie this time around is The Burbs. So we had uh, The Fly was in there for a bit, we got The Burbs, and we, we're actually, we're doing The Burbs in... Absolutely not, love that movie. I think, is it next month I think we're doing The Burbs? It's yes, soon. I think it's next month, because I think it's uh, I think it's Turner and Hooch and The Burbs might be the same month, so that we can group the uh, Tom Hanks stuff together. Love. Love. Yes, actually, yes, it's actually in just a couple of weeks. Um, we've got, because uh, our, you know, here's a quick little preview. Our next episodes are The Blood of Heroes, and that'll finish out our sports month. And then for March, we've got the movie Glory to start off the month. And then we've got The Burbs and Turner and Hooch and The War of the Roses. So, yes, so The Burbs is coming up in just like two or three weeks. So that will be excellent. All right, that's This Week in 89, so I think we're probably just about ready to jump on into uh, introducing a little bit of info about The Wizard. And uh, before we do that, I think we have a, a new uh, host with us here. Do we have a Pat Canagala? How you doing? We're good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Kind of a crazy awesome. uh, crazy Monday, but uh, here we are nonetheless. I, I agree. It was a little crazy here, too. So Yes. Yes. How you doing, Bo? I am well, Patrick. How are you? I'm doing well, man. All right. Well, we're going to jump on into The Wizard. Uh, the Wizard came out on the 15th of December, 1989, rated PG, with a runtime of one hour and 40 minutes. Directed by Todd Holland, who also directed Krippendorf's Tribe and Malcolm in the Middle. Producers on this one were David Chisholm and Ken Topolowski. Uh, Chisholm did Kidnapped in Paradise, and Topolowski did The Wonder Years and Party of Five. Writers for this one, uh, writer for this one, was one of the producers, David Chisholm. Uh, he also, he did American Gothic, the TV series. Cinematography was done by Robert D. Yeoman. He did Doug, Drugstore Cowboy and the Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, music for this one was done by J. Peter Robinson. He did Wayne's World and Cocktail. Budget for this one was $6 million, and the box office was $14.3 million. So it was, you know, it didn't cost a lot. It didn't make a lot, but it also didn't cost a lot. So it was a moderate, moderate very moderate success. Um, Rotten Tomatoes audience gives this one a 60%. The critics give it a 26%. Not a fan. IMDb gives it a 61. Letterboxd gives it a 55. The average, if you average out the audience scores of those different sites, is a 59%. And if you average out the critics' scores on those sites, it is a 51%. So 
we're sitting solidly in the 50s for this one. Starring Luke Edwards as Jimmy Woods, or the Wizard, whatever you want to call him. He was in Little Big League and Newsies. Wendy Phillips played Christine Bateman. She was in Midnight Run and Airplane 2. Sam McMurray played Bateman. He was in Raising Arizona and L.A. Story. Bo Bridges played Sam Woods. He was in The Fabulous Baker Boys and Stargate SG-1. Fred Savage played Corey Woods. He was in The Princess Bride and The Wonder Years. Christian Slater played Nick Woods. He was in Heathers and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Jenny Lewis played Haley Brooks. She was in Pleasantville and Troop Beverly Hills. Will Seltzer played Putnam. He was in More American Graffiti and Twin Peaks. Jackie Vinson played Lucas. Uh, He was in Breaking the Rules and Terminal Exposure. And Frank McRae played Spanky. He was in License to Kill and Last Action Hero. Two tickets to California, please. That's $226. Well, we only have $27.30. What does that get us? Nowhere. Corey's taking his brother Jimmy on a ride. These two boys already traveled more than 80 miles across the state. We've hired someone to find him. What's his problem? He's just giant. But Jimmy's got a secret. You got 50,000 on Double Dragon? That could make this the ride of their lives. Look at him. He's a wizard. He's headed for the video championship. (laughs) This guy? What is that? Power Glove. Yeah, well, uh... Just keep your power gloves up for all right? With a touch of romance. I am not kissing a boy. And a ton of trouble. That's huge. We're too late. Put me down! Sorry about that. You maniac! They'll get there any way they can. Jimmy! Here we come! It's Jimmy! Jimmy. It's Jimmy! Come here! Hey! Now, what do you think you're doing to him? All his life, you've been telling him to do what you want him to do. How about once you ask him what he wants to do, huh? Now, video Armageddon. It's going to take a lot of guts. You can do it! A little magic. You're the best! And the wizard, Fred Savage. The wizard. All right, so let's just start off with this. Let's. Um, is this the first time any of you guys have seen this movie? No, not me anyway. Okay. It's been a while, but this is the first time I've seen it, like front to back. Okay. Did you see it the first time you saw it? Was it? When you were a kid, or was it later? What about you, Bo? Because you said you remember seeing that. Yeah, I was a kid. We saw it. I mean, come on. It, it had everything that a the suburban kid needed. It had video games, the power glove. It was, it's... It was like Transformers. It was a total marketing ploy, the more I look at it. I mean, they were releasing screenshots of Super Mario Brothers 3. I mean, come on. <laughs> so yeah, we saw it. I don't know if we saw it when it came out, but we saw it pretty soon after. I just I just got to say, I love the Power Glove. It's so bad. It's so <laughs> One of my I almost had a thought for one of the five questions later on to ask you guys which one is more bad, the Power Glove or Michael Jackson? Ooh. I don't know. They're both bad. 
probably if you get them in the same room and they touch, the whole universe explodes. True paradox. Mm -hmm. What if... Ooh, ooh, hold on, hold on. I just... I got an idea, and it, uh -oh. almost, it almost melted my brain. When you put the power glove on, you just have on one glove. Oh, no. <laughs> Michael Jackson only wore, wore one, glove. one glove. The movie is called The Wizard. Oh. Michael Jackson was in The Wiz. Yikes. Michael Jackson. I don't know where I'm going with that. There's a lot. There's a lot of there's and there were little kids in this movie. This is also true. <laughs> Has anyone used the power glove? Yes, I have. Did you, Bo? Did you say you still have one? I did. I, I, my brother and I tried to track it down in the last week or so. Mm -hmm. uh, we were unsuccessful. I was hoping to have it for the podcast and be brandishing it, but nice. Unfortunately. That was uh, that was not I, doable. I always wanted one as a kid. Like I always wanted one, and I because I remember seeing somewhere. I don't know if it was in a movie or just maybe if a if a friend had one. But I remember watching somebody play Mike Tyson's Punch Out with the power glove, mm -hmm. and I was like, mm. <laughs> I don't get how only one glove works. I'm just gonna come right out and say it. It was weird. You like you had a. You had a different move you would do for the other punch. It was it was odd. There is no no doubting that. It was cool though. <laughs> it was so bad. So bad. It it was it was basically like the Wii before there was a Wii. Yeah, I mean, I you got to give them credit when you realize how long ago that was. Like that mm -hmm. they had something like that. Yeah. Because it was, I I looked this up a little bit. The Power Glove was introduced, I think, in 89 in North America. So it was, it was introduced the same year that this movie came out. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't think it lasted very long. I feel like it was only out for... Oh yeah, here, I, I, I pulled it up real fast. Um, it only lasted for a year. It came out in North America in 89. It was discontinued by 1990. Yeah. So... Yeah, no, I I always remember wanting one. Um, you know, I, I always wanted one of those. I always wanted one of the power pads. I think uh, my wife Sharon, I think she had a power pad. We had a up. power pad for track and yeah. field. Mm-hmm, yep. Knew all the ways to cheat it, too. Mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, you know what, there's a, um, I wanted to say in a few different movies, the power glove either shows up or gets mentioned. Um. Isn't it like one of the, oh yeah, 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 one of the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies? Yes. Mm-hmm. He has like a controller that he's using to control somebody, and then all of a sudden, uh, Freddy gets controls on his clawed hand, and he says something like, hey, here, I've got the quote right here, hey, you, got, you forgot the power glove. Uh, no, I always wanted those, I always thought they were so cool. Um, and I feel like, was it, Pat, wasn't there a, wasn't there the short... Movie was it called uh, Kung Fury? Yes. Did they use a power glove in yes. that? Wasn't that part of the time travel that device? <laughs> yeah. Oh my! Yeah. You've yeah. seen Kung Fury, right? I I don't think I have. This is not uh, ringing any bells. You 
You you need to. It's it's less than an hour. I think it's less it's than an hour, hour, isn't it? It's a oh, half hour. All yeah. right. Well then, yeah, I will have to. I feel like we've had this conversation because now that you're talking about, it, I'm like, yeah. As soon as we sign off tonight, like, I am supposed to have watched that. I do recall <laughs> this conversation now. All right. Yeah, I remember seeing this. Um, actually, saw it in the theater, and I remember seeing this vividly because this was. And I'm trying to remember. I don't think that the game had been released yet. I think that they were releasing. If I remember right, I think they were releasing. Um, I don't remember if Mario 3 was released for Christmas time, but I remember that I feel like no one had gotten their hands on Super Mario 3 yet, and then this movie came out, and that was kind of like the official announcement for it. So I remember being in the theater, and I remember just like a theater full of kids just going nuts when Super Mario 3 came up on the screen, because I don't think at that point anybody would have played it. Right. No, I mean, it was definitely, when the movie was supposed to come out, it was designed as like the... Um, the first time you saw it. Yeah. All right, so yeah, I did look it up real quick, and it came out, uh, looks like it came out on February 12th, 1990, uh, was when Super Mario was released in uh, North America. So it was Japan before that in October of 88, um, and it was there for almost a couple years, and then it was February of 1990. So yes, this was the kind of the official announcement of, uh, so yeah, I mean, it definitely was a marketing thing, uh, to have Super Mario 3 be announced in this movie. Kind of like, you think of like G.I. Joe and He-Man and mm-hmm. Transformers and, and how those movies were basically commercials. Yep. So, yeah. Um, I was reading somewhere when I was reading up on this that they intended this movie to be like a kid's version of Tommy. And with the idea of the, the pinball wizard, I guess. Um when I watched it this time, I got much more of a Rain Man vibe. Like, I, I think of this one as being... Yeah. I know I I know I joked that Home Alone, uh, one of our episodes, I joked that Home Alone was like the diehard for kids. But then I was watching this one again, and I was like, this really feels like Rain Man for kids. Yeah, it definitely had that vibe more than I remember as a kid, anyway. Yeah. And, the, you know, the, the parallels to Tommy, I've always felt like... Um, were how do I say it? They were um just because of the title. Yeah. It was all about oh the wizard. Yeah, okay. I don't know that they were earned, maybe, is the mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I noticed in this movie, now I remember watching this as a kid and thinking, oh, this is cool. They're like, they're going on a road trip and they're going to go to the video game uh, championships, the video Armageddon. And they called into the, um, was it the Nintendo helpline? I forget what the official name was, but. Yeah. Um, it was like, that I know there actually was, you know, existed back, back then. It did, because I remember, I remember calling in a couple times mm-hmm. and my, parent, my parents getting mad at me because it cost money to call in. Exactly. <laughs> Uh-huh. And uh yeah, so I having it be that they they called into the helpline and I don't remember when. Do you remember when Nintendo Power magazine came out? Was it around Heck this yes. time too? I think yeah. so, cuz we had we had it for sure. Did you? Okay. Cuz I remember I always wanted to get uh Nintendo Power and I don't know that I ever got a subscription to that. 
but my aunt, um, actually I just looked it up, the first issue of Nintendo Power was in 1988. So yeah, it would have been, would have been kind of right before this, like July, August 1988. Um, but I did have an, uh, one of my aunts worked at Toys R Us, and she was able to get me a free subscription to GamePro magazine. Mm. Which which was kind of like not just Nintendo, it was everybody. It was PC, it was Nintendo, it was Sega, it was all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I always remember wanting to get a subscription to Nintendo Power Magazine just so I could get some like cheats and walkthroughs and all kinds of other stuff. But mm. I remember that that uh, help hotline, and I remember calling it like sneaking the phone uh, into my room every once in a while and trying to like call it just so I could get some help on getting through a particular level on A Boy and His Blob or some Nintendo game that I haven't played in 30 years. Castlevania was always tough for us. That w- Castlevania or Castlevania 2? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had two. I don't know that I ever played one, but I had two. Yeah, now that you mention it, we probably didn't either. Yeah. So, I... Other than this is a fun movie, um, you know, I watched it with the kids. It has just a tiny bit of language in it, um, but I watched it with the kids. They really enjoyed it. And Not being a parent, I didn't even notice the language. Is that bad? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the, the language wasn't really too bad in the movie at all. Um, but no, they just, they liked it. They liked the idea of the movie where, you know, it's the, the kids are always one-upping the adults, and, um, you know, I think every kid's going to be interested in watching a movie like that where the, the sure. kids are the ones that are the kids that are, are the ones that are winning um winning. yeah I, winning uh yeah just a fun movie i did not realize that this was also the first movie that uh toby mcguire was ever in isn't that crazy yeah uncredited hanging out in the background mm-hmm. they're all wearing shirts from the exact same company mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um i did find a couple of things on imdb that i thought were kind of fun uh, with this one, the dinosaurs that they have are a real-life tourist attraction, and they showed up in uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. It's the same ones that yep. are in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I did um, recognize those. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never been there, but I know what those are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then apparently they're also in the music video for the Night Ranger song, Sing Me Away. Huh. So, can't say that I've seen that music video in a while, but... Me neither, but interesting but I- nonetheless. Might have to go find it just to see the dinosaurs. Uh, the Apparently, this one I thought was kind of cool. The truck that Spanky borrows from Old Pete is the same truck that Lincoln Hawk drives during most of Over the Top. Oh. And apparently, when he climbs out of... Uh, when they rescue him from the like child bounty hunter, mm-hmm. um, when he climbs out of the car, you can apparently see Hawk hauling written on the side of the door. <laughs> now I want to go back and so, check that out. I know, I'm like... <laughs> I did not notice it the first time. Me neither. Uh, let's see, what were some of the other things? Oh, this one. Okay, so, and I watched a couple of episodes with the kids today, just to kind of jog my memory. When I lived over in England, they had started a TV show called Games Master, and it was very much, very much like uh, Video Armageddon at the end of this movie. The idea was it was a really cool show. If you if you want to go on YouTube, I'll, I'll try to put some links uh, maybe in the show notes and on our website. But uh, basically, what it was, it started in '92 in England, and it was uh, the set the set for this whole thing was in like this medieval cathedral, 
and they had uh, in in the pews of the church they had a whole bunch of audience members sitting and there were TVs everywhere so they could watch and then there was one like giant throne up at the top of the platform uh, at the front of the cathedral and they had this giant TV screen there and the whole premise of the show was they would on occasion they would you know do these little segments to give you um news on video games that were coming out or review a video game that had been out for a while but kind of the main thing about the show was they would do i think usually 3 maybe 3 segments where somebody would come in usually a kid or a teenager would come in and they would have to complete some kind of a timed challenge on a video game okay and I remember watching this as a kid. It made me think of The Wizard, you know, because I had watched this movie. I'd watched The Wizard several times as a kid. And then I saw this TV show that was going to come on every week uh, when we were living in England. I'm like, oh, yep, nope, good. I'm watching that from now on. Uh, and if you if you completed the challenges, you win. You uh, won a golden joystick trophy that you could take with you. And um, I remember getting introduced to quite a few video games through that TV show. I remember that uh, they had That's on their very... Cool. Yeah, they're actually they're, the funny thing was their very first episode, the very first challenge, was uh, a Super Mario Three challenge. <laughs> hmm. Planned? So, I think so. The, the the irony of it all being completely related. Mm. Um, but yeah, I remember watching that. Some and Nintendo there was, marketing guy's a genius. <laughs> yeah, I remember that show was how I got introduced to the video game Lemmings. I don't know, did you ever play Lemmings? Not that I. Ever- Oh. No? Oh, that one was really fun. You had the, Have you ever seen it? Doesn't sound like something I remember. Okay. Basically, the idea of the game is that there's this... There's this... That's not really like an obstacle course. You, you have this environment in the game. Uh, it's a 2D game. And you have kind of this environment, and you've got either mountains, or you might have a, a pit that everybody can fall into. And this little door opens up at one point in the level, and these little lemmings start dropping down. And you cannot stop them, and they just keep walking. And you can speed them up, and you can slow them down, but you can't stop them from dropping down into the game level. And you have a certain number of actions that you can have these lemmings do. And so you might have ten lemmings that you can turn into builder lemmings, and they will build little... Uh, staircases to get up to the next level or they can build little staircases to avoid falling into a pit and you have to get a certain percentage of the lemmings alive. You have to get them into another doorway that's at the very end of the level. But if you don't... Right, but if you don't do it, they're going to keep walking and they're just going to walk off the edge and they're all going to die and you lose. Oh my god. I I need to look up a screenshot. I might after all. Now it's all... Wow, hold on. Okay. (laughs) I may this have was, played this. I loved that game. I played that game so much as a kid, but I got introduced to it through this Games Master show. There's an emulator somewhere online. I, I played it a few I'm years gonna ago. I'm going to have to this. ask my brother, because mm-hmm. he was definitely more the game guy. Like, okay. And so often I'll be like, I've never heard of this, and he'll be like, yes, you played it. Just believe me. <laughs> you, you just don't remember. Right. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. As you were describing it, it definitely, like, reminded me of something, but I'm mm-hmm. looking at these screenshots, and I am not, uh... Oh, maybe this one looks familiar. I'm totally gonna have to ask my brother now. Text him right now and see. Yeah. 
But yeah, I remember playing that game a lot. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty pretty certain that there's a there's a website somewhere that has the full game. Um, actually, I want to say, I think I just found it. Um, a website called ClassicReload.com. Oh yes, I have played I think things on Classic Reload. Yep, yep. I think they have it. So um, yeah, so if you want to, you if anybody listening wants to go play it, then uh, go check it out <laughs> and see. But yeah, I spent a lot of time playing that game. That's too fun. Probably much more time than I should have. But yes, well, isn't that always the case? Yeah. So one of the things that to me is kind of interesting about this movie is sometimes we go back and we watch movies that we watched when we were kids. And I remember loving this movie as a kid. Now, as an adult, I'm watching this and I'm going, eh, this is a fun movie. I obviously don't have that exact same excitement that I had as a kid. I do kind of watch, I, I'm watching some of this and I'm like, oh, Double Dragon. I played that thing all the time. I love that game. So I have the nostalgia of seeing some of these old games and being mm -hmm. kind of excited about it. But when I thought about it, they don't really show the games that much in this movie. Right. So, and I don't know. I mean, if if it's a if this is meant to be a marketing vehicle for Nintendo, I'm a little surprised they didn't show more of the games in this movie. But I don't know. I just I noticed that this time around that there's really yeah, not a whole I lot just, of. I just wonder if it has anything to do with like they were pushing. Super Mario 3, that was the big reveal, that was the goal. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, could be. So, whether it's you watched this as a kid, or whether it was, you know, watching it this time around, what do you enjoy about this movie? Like, for me, it was the nostalgia of seeing the old video games again, uh, and, you know, kind of watching the, remembering how much as a kid I love to watch the kids one up the adults. Um... You know, for me, so so for me, it's kind of the nostalgia factor. It's getting to see the video games, getting to see the old games again, and um, you know, just remembering, you know, seeing the the power glove come on the screen. I'm like, oh yeah, the power glove, and that kind of stuff. But is there is there anything different that you guys kind of take away from this? Is something that you enjoy about this movie? I don't think I ever remember seeing this as a kid. I think I remember just hearing about it a lot and maybe seeing clips here and there. So when I watch it, I mean, yeah, catching the old video games and. You know, I, I guess I just, there's nothing really that pulls at the heartstrings, you know, maybe because I just never saw it as a kid. I mean, the story is cute. I I, it, I don't want to tear into it, you know, because I don't think it was just a god-awful movie. But I, I just don't really feel much in the way of, uh, oh, yeah, remember how that went and everything like that. I mean, the video games look cool. Um, it makes me want to dig my Nintendo out of my basement and fire it up and play it. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, I, I don't know. It, I think it was a movie made for kids and a movie made to market something. And, and so I don't really, there's nothing that is super compelling watching it. Yeah. Is, is this one you think you would show to your kids? You know, maybe, but I think, I think the video games have kind of moved on long enough and kind of like you were saying, it, it doesn't really feature the games. I mean, they're a part of it and they'll show glimpses of them, but it's kind of like, I guess I would rather get an emulator or buy one of those little plug-in Nintendo consoles and uh, just, you know, play the games and show them what they used to be like, um, as opposed to just watching the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Which, so. which I have also done. <laughs> I did, uh, 
I think I, a few years ago yeah. I purchased a uh, Bluetooth wire a wireless Bluetooth controller that looks like an old uh, Nintendo controller. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to connect that up with my computer, and I loaded a whole bunch of old Nintendo games on my computer. And uh, I remember sitting with the kids at the kitchen table and just going through, and you know, I'd play a level or two, and then I hand it off to them. And the funniest thing, every single time they tried one of the games, man, this game is so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you mean I have to start back at the beginning of the level again? Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you better be careful. You use up all your lives, then you're going to be done. You're going to start back at the entire game. Well, I'll just save it. <laughs> not the way yeah. that works. Nope. Yeah. nope. It's not the way any of this works. So, yeah, no, but that was a lot of fun. Was... I, well, it's funny. And, you know, I don't remember, like, in the movie, it shows them going and playing, like, n- home Nintendo games at arcades. And I don't remember ever seeing that. In fact, I mean, I remember there were, when I hit the arcades, there was a couple of them that had the, um, the the games that you would play at home, but they were altered slightly, you know? Yeah, I was just going to say, there was a time when every game had an arcade version and a console version. Yeah. Now, we weren't big on going to arcades, mostly because there weren't really any around here when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Like when we were really young. And, um, but yeah, there was a, and I, I only learned this later in life when I would go to like a nickel arcade and I would see this old version of a console game. And I did some digging. Apparently back in the day, it was very popular where they would make a console version and, uh, and a arcade version. And like you said, they were just a little different because the arcade versions back then could have a couple extra buttons. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It was crazy to think about some of the games we played at home on an arcade machine. Right. But right. So cool I, at the same time. And I never realized that this one had an arcade. That it actually started as an arcade. Um, Double Dragon. That actually yep. started as an arcade game. Mm-hmm. And then got released for the, for the Nintendo and then a whole bunch of other systems. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, talk about go to arcades and the kind of stuff you could play. I... When I watch a movie like this, and it reminds me of the old kind of classic video games, it always makes me think of, as a kid, we had this pizza place that we go to when I was growing up in Mesquite, Texas. We had this pizza place we go to called Mr. Getty's Pizza, and they had the tabletop uh, arcade games. You know, you'd sit oh, down okay, at the yeah. T- mm-hmm. yeah, you'd sit those. down. You'd sit down at the little table, and there, you could have a two-player thing. You know, you could... You know, player one sits on one end of the table, player two sits at the other end, and the screen would flip depending on uh, whose turn it was. Mm-hmm. And you'd have, like, a Pac-Man and Galaga. And those. And I remember playing those all the time at that place. And uh, we found one. We had gone to... Uh, there's a restaurant called Blueberry Hill in St. Louis. Okay. And it's the... It's the, a ton of uh, musicians have played there. They have a... I think it's either down in the basement or somewhere back in the back, but they have a, a stage. They have a music area, and they've had some people come in, and, it, um, you know, a lot of famous musicians have just played this. It's a little, it's a small little venue, but uh, it's frequented by a lot of famous people. And, uh, but they have a restaurant there, and it's it's kind of down in the, in the uh, kind of like the main little uh, strip area in St. Louis where they've got a bunch of other little restaurants and kind of music shops and stuff like that. But uh, they have a Pac-Man room. And it's this room that has, it's filled with 80s stuff. It's got Pac-Man stuff all over the walls. 
and they have a tabletop, um, I think it's a Pac-Man and Galaga tabletop game. And so we stopped there and we uh, threw a few quarters in and played a few games with the last times we were there. Cool. That is the one thing, though, I miss. You know, Bo, you mentioned the Nickel Arcade, which we have a Nickel Arcade not too far away from, from where we live here. Uh, that's one of the things I really miss, is there used to be, I remember there used to be an arcade in every mall. Right. And you could go and you could play your games and just don't, now you've got to go to like a Dave and Buster's or somewhere like that and the games are crazy expensive. and They're not the same kind of games. No. No. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's more the, no, I know what you're saying. In fact, we took the kids, you know, to one of those indoor water park type um, hotels and we went to the arcade and I was kind of looking around and it was like, yeah, all the games have kind of become like a combination between the ones you'd see at Chuck E. Cheese and a video game, you know, or it's not like the old kind of video game, you know, where you're like some in some mystical land and, you know, fighting bad guys or doing whatever. So, it, yeah, the games have changed. I, I just miss uh, going into, like you said, the restaurant or the pizza place or the whatever, and um, there being like two or three video games in the corner that you could play. Yeah, there was even, I mean, I remember we would go, um, uh, when I lived in, when I was growing up living in Texas, uh, we'd go to like Walmart and we'd go to the grocery store. And in that little kind of entry area, just before, you know, when you get your shopping cart, before you go into the grocery store or before you go into the Walmart, kind of where they have the vending machines now, uh, they would have, I, I dropped, I don't know how much money on Street Fighter, uh, you know, outside the Walmart mm-hmm. in McKinney, Texas or, or, or wherever it was. And, uh, we used to have, uh, there was a Taco Bell that got put up when, Bo, when you and I were in high school here in, in Libertyville, the uh, uh, Taco Bell, the combination Taco Bell Pizza Hut that got put up. Yep. I, th- I think they had a, might have been a Marvel versus Capcom fighting game. Sure, that was a popular one back then. I think that, I want to say that was it, because that was one of my favorite arcade games back in high school. And I remember that going up, and I remember going on lunch release and going out to the Taco Bell and, uh, one of the guys I played football with, I don't, you probably remember Ed Gilreath. <laughs> you forget Big Ed. Yep, Big Eddie, uh, high school football coach now. And, uh, you know, he and I would go there a lot. We'd go to the Taco Bell, and he'd be there and be like, uh, you know, I think we need to get back to class. I mean, I'm almost done. Almost done. I'm not wasting this quarter. I got I to right. play a little bit more. But that, well, I, think, I think we need to go. I think, like, class might have started, like, two minutes ago. I'm like, just hold on. Just hold on. This is more important. Right. You put in the quarter. You got to yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. We'll finish this off here. All right. Well, uh, do we have anything else we want to say about the movie? I've got some five questions for us, and I'm going to tell you this: these five questions. There's at least one of them that I agonized over way more than any of the last few, like more sincere five questions we had for Field of Dreams and Major League. But I'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> these one of these questions caused me problems. I imagine this was a tough one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump on into our five questions here. We'll see what we got. He asks each traveler five questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. You've got to ask yourself one question. Why are you asking me for? I don't know. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. 
All right, five questions. If you have not joined us before, our five questions, we have five questions that are somewhat maybe loosely related to the maybe directly related, maybe loosely related to the movie. Um, and we just kind of answer these semi-rapid-fire styles. So uh, we'll go through our five questions here, and we'll see what we got. So number one, okay, this is the one that caused me a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. And I had to I had to break out my, my trusty old um, ranking chart that I create for all the different times that I can't make a decision like this. Uh, so question number one is, what were your top three video games growing up? Mm. Do sports games count? Yes. Any video game counts. Okay. Because originally harder for me. <laughs> um, well, because yeah, that's but, that's what kind of co- that's what started the problem for me was I looked at the I, I made up this question I was like oh easy question you know top three video games no problem and then I sat down with a pad of paper and a pen and I was like okay cool all right no let's, so let's start um, console games Nintendo okay well there's like fifteen for the Nintendo all right what about Super Nintendo and I listed out a whole bunch of them and I was like okay uh, Nintendo sixty four okay. Now I'm up to like 30 games, and how many do I need? I need three. Okay. Um, and then once I got done through through all the uh, consoles that I had ever owned for the first however many years of my life, then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, what about arcade games? And what about PC games? And now I've got like 60 games. <laughs> and I need to narrow that down to the top three. So, yes, so I, I also caused my own problems with this question. So, Bo, did you, now that I've added sports games into the mix, did that make it even harder? Um, It did a little, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take the game that I probably, you're, for question two, even though it's a game that was very special to me, I'm going to save it for that and not put it in my top three, and that's going to make life a little easier. Okay. I'm going to say Bionic Commando, Contra. Nice. Mm-hmm. And Little League Baseball. Mm. Honorable nice. mention to RBI Baseball. Yes. Oh, man. RBI. I used to play that all the time. Mm. Yeah, when your little players, like back in the day when your players just looked like giant blobs. and they had Right! No little League Baseball. They ran around on those little legs. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you could, and you could, you know, not to be like, you know, totally, uh, 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 I forget the word I'm using not to be too much of a homer, but man, you could play as the USA and just tear up the little league. That was good stuff, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was good stuff. Well, you, some of those games you knew some programmer somewhere had a little bit of a bias because uh, just a little, just, yeah. just a little. <laughs> Cause, Cause what was the, what was the game I used to play? Was it NBA live? I think it was oh. NBA live. 97. Oh my God. You just reminded me of another sports game that should have been on there because not uh-huh. being a basketball guy, but I was super obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. Double dribble. Yeah. Yeah. But see, I NBA, played that game for days at a time. Well, that's, that's when I knew that, that some of these programmers definitely had some biases because NBA live 97, I don't think because of licensing reasons, Michael Jordan was not in the game. Right. I remember that. It was a big deal. But but if you created a custom character uh-huh. and, and you made him number 23 and you made him 6'6 and you put in like all the other information that was, you know, fits Michael Jordan, then all of a sudden he was the most amazing player you've ever had and no one could stop him. Yep. Back before they had a term for it, it was a beautiful little Easter egg. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, so oh, 
and Bionic Commando. I could, you know what? When you as soon as you said Bionic Commando, that reminded me of when I was in school. There was this whole series of Scholastic books that you could order. You know, when you get those little Scholastic mm-hmm. book catalogs, um, they had a whole series of Nintendo books that you could order. And I feel like Bionic Commando was one of them. I know Master would... Blaster was one of them. <laughs> Master Blaster. How about Metroid? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, God. So good. I wanted to see if I could find those books, because it was this whole God, series of Master books. Master Blaster was so fun. I'd forgotten about that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, it was this whole series of books that Nintendo did, where I, the premise of the book was like, it was a normal kid. In the first part of the story, it was like some normal kid, just, you know, living a normal life. And then all of a sudden, they get sucked into the video game. And they had a whole series of them. I'm, I'm trying to search them up real fast, and I'm just not finding them on here. But I know that I had a whole bunch of... Oh, Worlds of Power. That's what it was called. Mm. Ninja Gaiden. That was one of the ones that I had. Ninja Gaiden. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was the worlds of the Nintendo Worlds of Power books. And they were these storybooks. It's just like short little paperback books. Uh that were published by Nintendo, and it was related to the stories of their games. And I think I must have bought every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, here it is. Um, so, Worlds of... This is... I found it on Wikipedia. Uh, Worlds of Power books are a series of novelizations of video games for Nintendo Entertainment System released in the early 90s by Scholastic. Uh, and they had... Let's see. Here's the complete series. They had uh, Bases Loaded 2. Ah, I love Faces Loaded 2. They had Mega Man 2. They had Castlevania 2. They had Bionic Commando. Wizards and Warriors. That's what it was. Wizards and Warriors. Uh, they had Infiltrator. They had Metal Gear, Ninja Gaiden, and Master Blaster. Oh, and uh, before Shadowgate. Mm. So yeah, it was this whole series of books, and I bought every single one of them. I think my mom knew as soon as that Scholastic catalog was coming home, I was ordering one of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, I love those books. Those are probably my favorite books as a kid. Did uh, are, are you much of a video game guy, Pat? I guess I should have started with that. But... So, yes and no. I mean, yeah, I love okay. playing video games. I got, you know, as much as the next guy. And it's funny because mm-hmm. I think back and I remember that a lot of, I mean, I still have the original Dot Matrix Game Boy in my parents' basement. Like, I mean, you know, which actually makes, nice. which, which actually makes me think I should fire it up and see if it still works. But I, um... You know, it's funny because we never had video games growing up, but I mean, my folks had an Atari, but then once when I started right to get to the video game age, that mysteriously vanished. And then I was always asking for video games and it was like, no, no, we don't need those things. It'll, you know, rot your brain, all that. Until I got that Dot Matrix Game Boy. And then, you know, my brother actually came along and uh, when he was in junior high, he asked permission was told no. So then he got a job and, uh, you know, started like mowing lawns and all this kind of stuff. And then he had disposable income and he just went and bought his own (laughs) without permission. It was just like, he said, yeah, okay. So it's funny because, so I didn't have a video game system, but now I think back on it. Like I remember going and visiting, we had family friends that had an end television. So I played on that. They also, mm. so I remember games on that. We had friends that had a ColecoVision, so I played games on that. I remember the original Atari. Um, I used to hang out with a guy that had 
the Super Famicom because his dad would take business trips to Japan. So he had a Famicom. And I remember playing on that. Um, I had a friend whose dad worked for Sega. So he had every Sega game known that created both Master System and Sega Genesis. So I would go to his house and play on those. You know, you had friends that had the Nintendo, so I remember those. And then I remember a buddy of mine got the TurboGrafx-16 when that thing came out. Oh, another short-lived Yes. I, I I always wanted one of those. Like, that was... I, we had the Nintendo, and then I, I was like, Mom and Dad, this is... Like, like, if, you, if you get me this, I'll never ask for anything ever again. Yeah, how many times did we say that? Yeah. So I remember playing a TurboGrafx-16, and then, I mean... I think the only thing I never remember having a friend that I played was like the Neo Geo, but I mean like everything else. I yeah, I remember trying all these different systems. So I liked playing video games, but I just never Neo Geo. Wow, you remember that? And that was the one that was supposed to yeah. be. Wasn't that the one that was supposed to be the best graphics? Like it was like at home you'd get the thirty-two bit graphics or sixty-four or mm-hmm. something like that. Yep. Yep. Whatever it was at the time, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And the the Turbo Graphics 16, man, that had some fun games to it. Mm-hmm. That was some good stuff. There was a, a Turbo Graphics 16. Wasn't that um? Wasn't there like flagship game Bonk? It was like a little caveman that you just like whack his head against things. Something like that. It was either Turbo Graphics or Neo Geo, but one of them had Bonk. Yeah. 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 And they, yeah. and they had uh, one of them was the game Splatterhouse. Well, you were the guy in the Jason mask walking around with a two by four, and you just beat zombies. That, mm-hmm. yeah, that that yeah. was fun. That was fun. So, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So, so Pat, do you have a uh, do you have a top three games? So I want of all time. Yeah, I think I do, and it's funny because I, they're all Nintendo games, which I got nothing against Nintendo. Okay. But it's like I wish. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm thinking like, man, I should really branch out. But I'd say my top games. Um, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yeah. In fact, I think yep. I think I still know the code to get you directly to Mike Tyson. Um, nice. I think it's it's zero zero seven three seven three, and then it's like five nine six three or five nine six two or something like that. Like it still is there. Um, and then let me see. I guess the next game would probably be Ninja Gaiden Two, which was very good. And then I would say the third one, and this is going to be like picking your favorite Star Wars movie, anything Double Dragon. (laughs) Like, Double Dragon was great. Double Dragon 2 was outstanding. And the arcade version of Double Dragon, I heard you guys talking about that. Um, I mean, was awesome. So they're they're all great. And I think those mostly, except for Mike Tyson's Punch-Out!, those are the games that I remember beating as a kid. So... Yeah. I mean, I could still, I could still tell you, and I'm sure everyone knows, but I know exactly in the original Double Dragon for Nintendo. I know exactly on the third level how to get like the secret to getting all the hearts, so you unlocked all the moves. So mm-hmm. I mean, isn't it yep. amazing the things that stick with us? Yes. Yes. <laughs> like what? Not, not things that are useful right now, but no, that's not the point. Yeah. No. 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 So I would say those those would be my top. Those would be my top. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, you know, you guys were talking about kind of video game systems that you had and, and, you know, ones that you played before. 
I started super early because, and I, I feel like I was one of the first kids on our street to have a video game system because I, I was lucky enough to have a dad that worked for Texas Instruments. There you go. And so I remember having a computer when nobody else had a computer. And I remember even as a like a little guy, like age three, maybe, maybe four, um, we had a TI-99-4A in our house, and that was that was like the Texas Instruments, it was cartridges, uh, but it was the Texas Instruments computer that you could buy at the time, and I think it came out in the early 80s, sometime around then, but I remember having one of those, and I remember, <clears throat> I remember that I feel like looking back or, or thinking back and talking maybe with my dad at some point, that those were definitely fairly expensive for the time, but I feel like because he worked for Texas Instruments, either he got a huge discount on it, or I don't know, maybe that was the Christmas bonus one year or something, but um, it had a ton of games that you could get with it, and they were all kind of knockoff games. Mm. So you had, it had Pac-Man, but it was called Munchman. Mm. <laughs> and and it, it, had, it had Space Invaders, but they were called TI Invaders. <laughs> we had, what was the other one? There was another one called Parsec, and I don't remember what Parsec was supposed to be a different version of, but um, yeah, I mean, you just, you had all these different games. Uh, Qbert, it had Qbert, the official Qbert. Um, it had Pole Position, it had Frogger, it had Burger I Time. Pole Position. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, Burger Time, it had Centipede. Uh, what else did it have? It had a ton of other things. It had, um, I feel like it had, like, a knockoff version of the Oregon Trail. It had Dick Dug. Um, just a ton of stuff. Ton of games, and I remember playing these games, uh, you know, as a little guy, and just—I don't know—it it blew my mind to have a computer in my house as a as a little kid. But it was always kind of a regular thing too. Like we always had, because my dad would work for computer companies, we always had some kind of a computer in the house and some kind of video game in the house. So it was just kind of a just kind of a thing growing up. Uh, and we always, Pat, kind of like what you said, we almost always had N Nintendos mm -hmm. in the house. So we had some relatives. Uh, I remember staying at a relative's house for a week one time, and they had a Sega Genesis, and so I think I went nuts mm. with that. Uh, just because normally didn't get a chance to play that. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, we always had we always had Nintendos growing up, and then when I got to college, I you know that's when I bought something other than a Nintendo. I bought the Xbox. Uh, and then after that, I think we had the Wii and the Wii U, mm -hmm. and then we were a little late to the game, but we got a PlayStation 4 maybe about a couple years ago now, um, and I don't know, if anything, what we're going to buy next, but uh, it's just kind of always, we've always had a lot of Nintendo stuff, so my dilemma when I was looking at this question was there are so many games that I remember loving as a kid on the Nintendo, <laughs> or the Super Nintendo, or the Nintendo 64, um, and then a bunch of PC games that I loved growing up, too, and a bunch of arcade games that I loved growing up. So, I struggled with this one, mm -hmm. and when I came down and I did all my rankings, I, I ranked everything out, and what I seemed to be leaning towards, because I love every game that was on this list, but what I seemed to be leaning towards were games that I played from about, um, I would say probably from about college on. Okay. Were mine. So, so the ones that I played as a kid, because I was part of my 
criteria for this was, what games do I love, and what games did I just spend ridiculous amounts of time playing, or what games do I have just a very vivid memory of thinking, wow, this is amazing. So I'll tell you the ones that did not make the list, or the ones that did not make my final top three. Uh, Miss Pac-Man is definitely... It, it would have been tied for fourth if I had a fourth place on here. Uh, so tied for fourth would have been Super Mario Brothers, the original, uh, Miss Pac-Man, and Doom. Mm, solid. Many hours. Many hours Love playing Doom. Love the Doom. Even, even figured out how to mod the thing so you could turn all the demons into Barney the Dinosaur. <laughs> Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, my other f- kind of follow-ups from that one, uh, Street Fighter 2. Played many an hour of Street Fighter 2. Um, the sports games, I had too many sports games to even... Uh, the whole uh, like the whole list would have been sports games if I had done that. So the sports games, I put on just a few of them. I put on um, Wii Bowling. I put on uh, just NCAA football in general. Because I always... I love the Madden games, but I like the college games a little bit better. Uh, then I put on NBA Jam and NFL Blitz, because those... Mm, NFL Blitz was solid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, when I narrowed everything down... Oh, and the other one I definitely want to mention was the old 1983, the Vector Graphics uh, Star Wars game. Sure, yeah. Yep. Played that thing. Every, every time I saw that one, I had to play that one. So, but those are not the top three. The top three, and I'll do them in reverse order, three, two, one... Uh, number three is Battlefield 1 for the PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. I feel like... Uh, now, Pat, you don't have a PlayStation. I, I, I have a PlayStation 2. Okay. But you don't have like one of the modern, like an Xbox One or a PlayStation No, 4. no, I have fallen sadly behind okay. the times. Okay. No, it's, it's... As have I. They're not necessary. They're just... They're kind of fun. But... Um, and then your kids just want to play them all the mm-hmm. time, and then you got to take it away. So that's... That's mm-hmm. that whole thing. Um, but, Pat, I feel like, as, as a guy who likes history, I feel like you would love this game. Okay. Because this game, it's... it's uh, Battlefield 1 takes place in World War One, And there are four or five different sections of the game. And depending on which one you choose to play first, you can do them in whatever order you want. Okay. But they're all different, different parts of the war. So one of the sections, you are playing a pilot, and it's an air combat mission okay um one of the other parts you are in the north uh, you're in um africa okay one of the other parts you're driving a tank through france um one of the other ones you're a sniper one of the other ones you're a spy wow. uh, one of the other ones you're you're storming a beach somewhere or whatever um but this game is and, and I, I remember playing this game it was just last year i think was the first time i played it it is a really really fun video game to play but then all the different cutscenes are, it's like you're watching a movie. Hmm. And I feel like the kind of, as much as you love, like Dunkirk and Band of Brothers and that kind of stuff, I feel like if you got the chance to play this game, you would love it. And what's game. the name of it again? It's called Battlefield 1. Battlefield 1, okay. They just came out with a new one called Battlefield 5. I don't know how they skipped from 1 to 5. Okay. So. I don't know how that works. Um, I played 5 a little bit. It's not as much fun as Battlefield 1. So if you ever get the chance to play this, you should at least go take a look at it, or, or if you, you know. Okay. If you, if you if you have a sleepover at a friend's house and they have a PlayStation, then see if they have this game. Yes, okay, I will do that. So, 
Uh, number two for me was 007 Goldeneye for the Nintendo 64. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, baby. Many, many college classes were skipped because of this game. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to – well, I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt your list, but I have a Goldeneye story. So go ahead. No, go for well, it. well, okay. I'm sorry. I'll just briefly – I remember when Goldeneye came out, and I remember the first weekend when we'd pile into some guy's dorm room, and we were just playing Goldeneye, and it was like 40 people in the dorm room all playing. So then I went to class, and they didn't, and then the next weekend we all got together, suddenly it was like, you know, they knew how to use proximity mines, and that was the end of it. I mean, it was, yeah, yeah. Clearly, you made a mistake. Yeah, I did. I went, you chose poorly. I, 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 <laughs> you chose I, You chose poorly. I, I did, and I'm still mm-hmm. trying to catch up now. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there was the other game. Um, oh, I'm going to forget what it was called. Um, it was a futuristic game, but what they had done was they had taken the game of Goldeneye, mm-hmm. and they had taken all the locations, and all they did was they changed the coloring of it, Mm-hmm. What was that called? Um, it had a gun that you, you could see through walls, and then you could shoot through the walls. Okay. What yeah. You know which one I'm talking about? I do, but I can't mm-hmm. can't quite. Yeah. I... Yeah. What's that called? Like the main character was supposed to be a, a woman. Um. Oh, man. What was that called? She was a woman. It was, like, set in the future. And basically what they had done was they had just taken all of the different locations um, for Goldeneye, and they had just recolored them. Mm-hmm. And I do not remember what it was called, but, yeah. Um, anyway, that's not on my list, but... Um, and then, so my final one, my top, my number one uh, for this one is the game that I've probably spent the most hours of my life playing, and it is Civilization 4. Okay. Mm. So, big old nerd going for, like, the SimCity type game, instead of the sports or the action or the whatever, but I... There's a reason. I, I own this game uh, on Steam, that the platform where you can download games and uh, you know, you've got them kind of stored in the cloud, and then you can download your computer and, and play them and, and all that. Um, I own this game on Steam. I think I own Civilization V on Steam. And I try to make sure that I don't download it to my computer. Mm-hmm. Because because if I do, no one will see me for a while. <laughs> You'll be in your office. And and I have I have a big problem because they just I believe they just came out with Civilization Six. They did. And I, I think my brother emailed me about it and said, oh, hey, didn't know if you'd seen this or not. And I feel like I saw that the game was on sale now. It was like normally 50 or $60 on sale for $18 for a while. <laughs> and I have, a, I have a problem. I need to make sure I don't buy the game. Because I, I have work. <laughs> and, 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 and other humans rely on me, so. You've got some but no. summer coming, you know. Yeah, that might not be long enough. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I have a, I have a big old problem with Civilization. I get so sucked into that game, and I lose all concept of time, and 
I remember in college, I'd be playing that game, and all of a sudden I'd look up, and it was daylight. And I, I started playing the game when it was light outside, and I finished playing the game when it was light outside, and all of a sudden people are waking up, and I'm like, wait a minute, what just happened? Mm-hmm. All right, so I think our next few questions may go a little bit faster than that. Mm-hmm. But, I would think. Uh, number two, I, I think so. Uh, number two, if you had to pick one game to play in a championship, a la Video Armageddon, yeah. uh, what game would it be? So, like, what game were you best at? Super or what game do you think you could win it? Okay, okay. Without a doubt. You, Which one? You could beat all your other friends? I knew all the little cheats in that bad boy. Okay. Deep pass down the bottom end of the screen to Tim Brown. You gotta play as the Raiders. Every time, baby. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh... Yeah, have to be super technical. Okay. All right, Pat, what about you? Yeah. Um, see, I don't think I could always beat my friends at anything video game-wise. But if I had to pick one, probably Double Dragon 2. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'd say Double Dragon 2. I could at least hold my own with that one. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, I chose Duck Hunt. Well played, sir. I I, I tried to think of things that I would actually be good at, and I really am not very good at... I really enjoy video games, but I'm not good at video games. So I was trying to think, what is something that I know I'm pretty good at and and that I can hold my own? So uh, the funny thing, too, was they had... I don't don't remember if you were there or not, at the ICE conference, the big uh, technology conference Uh uh, here in Illinois what was it, probably three or four years ago, they had one of the nighttime things on the first night, and it had they had a whole bunch of video games? Mm-hmm. I was not there, but I heard about it. Okay. Well, one of the they had a whole bunch of retro video games. I think they had either rented them or they brought them in. This company had all these retro video games, and it was all like the ColecoVision, and the, you know they had um, Nintendos, and they had all kinds of different stuff. And they happened to have one set up. It was a Nintendo, and it was set up with Duck Hunt and the, and the gun. Mm-hmm. And... All the other, like, some of the other games were taken. This one was free. I walked over there. I was like, ah, you know what? I haven't played this in a while. Let's give it a try. And so I'm, I'm playing this game, and, you know, I'm not I'm not do, being the, like, six-year-old kid that stands with the gun right up next to the TV. I'm actually standing back like you should be. And I'm firing away at these ducks. And before I realize it, I'm up to, like, level 40 or 50 or something like that. And... I mean, these things are flying around really fast. I'm hitting them all the time. And I, before I realize it, I now have a crowd of people that have gathered around and are watching me play Duck Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> only and at ice, like, baby. Only I, at ice. Only at ice. And I was like, I was never this good at this game as a kid. And, and it, like I actually had people like cheering me on as I was playing. And I was like, it's never happened as a kid. It would have been great if this happened as a kid. It's like my own personal wizard. It's awesome. But, yeah. So... So that would be mine. Duck Hunt would be mine if I had to play it in a, in a competition. Cool. All right. All right. So part of this movie, um, the uh, the kids are trying to get back to kind of a, ultimately you find out, they're getting back to a vacation spot where they had been, where they enjoyed being all together as a family. So is there a vacation spot that you always love to get back to, if you can? Tucson, Arizona. Hmm. Why Tucson? It's 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 completely ridiculous and makes really no sense in reality. 
I was there for four days about 10, 15 years ago now. And it was the most beautiful four days of weather that I've ever had in my life. I was there for a work conference of all things, but I didn't see a cloud for four days. <laughs> it was insane. And the weather was perfect. And, you know, we were on vacation. So, you know, we were not exactly n not drinking. <laughs> you know, it was just, I don't know. It was awesome. I want to get back to Arizona for vacation for sure. Yeah. Nice. Patrick? Anything in the Midwest by a lake. Any mm, any Midwest any Midwestern lake. I mean, and I've got my favorites, but I'll keep it like and that's that's where I go back to every summer. So in the summer, if you want to find me, just go look at a lake anywhere, I'll probably be there. So yeah. Yes. We grew up on the water, you know, going out water skiing, tubing, swimming. I mean, sorry I, this is maybe TMI, but like there's summers it's like okay, you just wear your swimsuit and then you go in the water and then that's mm -hmm. like, you know, you come out of the water, take a shower, fall asleep, wake up, go back in, repeat. And that's, that is life. So that, that is, that is the spot. Right on, man. Nice. What about you, John? Yeah, this one, now this one I had a little bit of a, oh, by the way, I think I found the name of that video game with the uh, x-ray yeah. gun that could shoot through walls. It was Perfect Dark. Perfect. Ah, uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes. Um, and now I, I made the mistake of searching for Nintendo 64 games, and now there's like a giant rabbit hole on my computer. <laughs> stuff I'm not, stuff I'm not going to go into right now. Yeah, um, you done <laughs> falling into that one. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like the time we had that one episode where we started talking about toys, mm -hmm. and it just completely went off on a on a complete tangent. Um. Wait till you so, realize how many of those games have web emulators these days. Mm-hmm. I know. You're yeah. in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm staying far, far away from that. Um, hey, if that's my worst addictive tendency that I have, then I think I'm probably okay. If only it was. Um, if that's that's also that's also true. Uh, my vacation, Scott, I think would be Scotland. Oh, there you go. So I would love to get back there. I have not been there in many, many years. Um and uh, so would love to go there. I think Scotland, my, my places overall that I just would love to go back to would be uh, Scotland or Oregon. Like, I've loved every time we've gone to Oregon, mm. uh, especially kind of getting close to the coast. That's kind of mm -hmm. fun. Um, at different times, we've kind of said, you know, if we didn't live in Illinois and we had to pick some other place in the country to live, Northwest is pretty nice. Nice. So... Uh, my other option, if it was if I was basing it off of where family and food are, I'd go to Austin, Texas. There you go. All right. Um, so, Video Armageddon is a bit of a game show, and it kind of brings up thoughts of things like a you know like a double dare or um, uh, they would always have like the shopping spree things where like you could win a shopping spree to Toys R Us and you get like a hundred seconds to take your shopping cart and grab all the toys you want to grab. Uh, you know those kind of game shows we had growing up what is your favorite game show i like them old school wheel of fortune nice i was very proud of my eight-year-old daughter for saying jeopardy when i nice. asked her she just gave me this look she's like dad why do you even have to ask it's jeopardy <laughs> I okay i like that girl <laughs> uh-huh 
I think I'll I'll go old school and say Price is Right. There you go. That was just that was just nice. fun to watch. Yep, nice. still is. Yep. Well, this is, and I I struggled with this one too because I'm like, well, there's there's Double Dare, uh, there's Jeopardy, there's Wheel of Fortune, there's, uh, I mean, just so many to pick from. So this was another one that I introduced the kids to tonight, and I showed them a couple episodes of that Games Master show. Um, but then I also showed them, I introduced them to another game show that I used to watch when I lived over in England and absolutely loved the show. It was my favorite. And it probably, if I go back and watch videos on YouTube, it still is one of my favorite shows, game shows ever. Uh, it's called the Crystal Maze. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this one before. Yes. Have you seen that one? I have seen, I don't know how though. It was random. Mm -hmm. I caught it. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, so basically the premise, and I guess they remade it. Uh, yeah, I think they, they've remade it just within the last couple of years. They brought it back. Um, so originally it and started maybe that's in how the, I saw it, yeah. Could have been, yeah, because they started it in the early 90s, and it was, um, it was uh, Richard O'Brien, the actor who was in the Rocky Horror Picture Show, um, and been a couple of other things, um, uh, other stuff he was in. Yeah, he was Riff Raff in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, but he was the host of the original Crystal Maze. And kind of the, the premise of the show is you'd go through these obstacles. And they might be a physical obstacle. It might be a puzzle type obstacle. It might even be just like a trivia quiz type thing. Um, but you go into this room. And you had to complete this task in about two and a half, three minutes. And if you completed the task, then you would get this crystal. It's almost like a little tiny crystal ball. And if you didn't, you would, if you didn't get out of the room in time, or if you didn't complete the task, you'd actually get locked in the room. And so you had a team of players, and as you go through these different areas, uh, they would have to complete these tasks. And if you got locked in the room, then now you're down one team member. You have the option, if you want to use crystals that you've won, you can use one crystal to get somebody out of the room that they got locked into. But the whole point of gathering these crystals is at the end of the show, your entire team, or, or I think a couple, maybe a couple people from your team, get thrown into this giant crystal dome at the end of it all. And for every crystal you got, you have five seconds added to a clock, and they blow a whole bunch of silver and gold tickets around inside the dome. And for every gold one you get, you get a point or a, a pound or a dollar or whatever. And for every silver one, it subtracts. So then the whole idea is you've got time to try to catch as many gold ones as you want. And, and that's the whole point of the show. But just the whole idea of all the puzzles that they went through and just the elaborate setup of the whole thing. Uh, I'll put some links up to some YouTube videos if you've never seen these before. If, if anybody listening has never seen this before, it is absolutely one of my favorite game shows I've ever watched. Cool. I always wanted to be on it, but I knew I would never be able to complete any of the puzzles that they had. Mm. Particularly the ones that involved physicality. Alright, last question. You know. Um, favorite fictional wizard. This movie is called The Wizard, so who is your favorite fictional wizard? And I will start by saying, if you let me choose, because they refer to him as an old wizard, I will choose Old Ben Kenobi. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not allowed to choose old Ben Kenobi, then I'll choose Gandalf. Excellent. 
Mm. Oh, go ahead. Merlin. I'm an old school King Arthur guy. Okay. I like to the point where I watch all the bad Arthur movies that come out. I am a glutton for punishment. Okay. I'll, um, I'll go ahead and take the Harry Potter thing and say, uh, Elvis Dumbledore. There you go. There you go. That was going to, I was going to go with Dumbledore until I thought about Gandalf and I'm like, eh. Thou shalt, you shall not pass. Yeah. I, I, I did not. Hmm. And, and nice. yeah, that was hard too. And then my, my struggle too was portrayal in the movies. I mean, be, you know, because it's like, if I look at just the book character, you know, that's one thing, but then I, I just think, um, remind me of his name. I can't remember the actor. Magneto, the guy that played uh, Gandalf, um, yeah. he just... Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah, he just brought it. And and the other guys that played Dumbledore in the movies were really, really good. It's nothing against them. But, um, yeah, you look at Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings movies, and it's just fantastic. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our episode on The Wizard. Uh, did you guys have anything else you wanted to say about The Wizard, or we think we pretty much summed up all of our video game knowledge and everything we want I to just say. want to give I just I just want to give a quick shout out video game the original um Castle Wolfenstein mm, yes but the the Apple IIe or whatever version Castle Wolfenstein where you're the little guy walking around in the maze that game I could play for mm-hmm. hours I mean what an awesome game that was I got introduced to Wolfenstein when we went to uh we went to Ireland for the first time, and I had the son of somebody that my dad worked with when we lived over there. Um, we were pen pals for a while, and so we went over there, and while the adults were all hanging out and talking to each other, I went into his room with him, and he was playing video games, and he introduced me to Wolfenstein. I was like, what, what, what is this? <laughs> and I th- and I think he actually made a copy for me and put it on a, on a three-and-a-half-inch disc, gave me a copy of it, and I snuck it home. And I somehow was able to load that onto my parents' computer and hide it in a folder that they couldn't find. Okay. <laughs> because because I knew, and I think I figured out a way to make the folder invisible so that they wouldn't be able to see it. And I was able to hide that game for quite some time because I knew, you know, now compared with what we've got now, but I, I knew as there were blood spatter when you would shoot people. And I knew, okay, mom is not going to be happy with that. So let's let's hide that as much as we can. And I hid that for several months, several months before they found out that I had. Now, it. are are you talking about Wolfenstein 3D or the original? I'm talking about the. Th- I'm talking about the 3D okay. Wolfenstein. 3D. Got it. But yeah. you remember the original Wolfenstein? I do. Okay. I haven't played that one much at okay. all, but I do remember. Okay, so that's the one I'm referring to. Yeah. That like, yeah, yeah. that's pretty amazing. So. Yeah. Hey, and I'm I'm sorry. Real quick, did any of you guys hear the story about the guy that fired up his old Apple IIe computer? Yes. It. Oh yeah. man. And then it's funny. He's like, I still have a game saved in here. Do you want to pick up where you left off? And it's like, it's it, you know. And we're so amazed. But then I like grew up watching Star Trek Voyager, where you turn on the doctor, and it was always state the nature of your medical emergency, and he'd pick up right where you left off. So I don't know why I'm so amazed that the same thing happens when you fire up an old computer, 
but that's still pretty cool. And this makes me want to go back and, and watch uh, Ready Player One again. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just thinking about the old video games and everything else. All right. Well, that's going to do it for for us this time uh, on The Wizard. So our next episodes, uh, as when we come back, our, our next episode is going to finish out our month of sports movies, and we'll be doing The Blood of Heroes. Uh, if you want to catch us in the meantime on our website or on Twitter, any of those different places, we are 30 podcasts, 30 podcasts, pretty much everywhere. You go Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, all those different places, 30podcast.com for our website. We've got a voicemail line there. You can call into the show. Uh, we'll play your voicemail on the air. We'll answer any questions you've got or, or you know, let you share any feedback or just talk about movies. Uh, feel free to call us. It's 872-356-6843. And then uh, our next few movies coming up, if you want to kind of get ahead of everything and, and watch some of these movies so you can join us or call in or, or tweet or email us. Uh, next week, we've got The Blood of Heroes. And then coming up in March, we've got Glory. And then we've got two weeks of, uh, we may we may combine, either combine recordings or combine episodes for that one, uh, but we've got The Burbs and Turner and Hooch, so we've got our Tom Hanks episodes coming up, and then after that we've got The War of the Roses, and at some point in March, I uh, don't know exactly when yet, we will do an episode on Captain Marvel, because that one is coming out in March, so we've got a lot of stuff coming up in March to look forward to, uh, but I think that's going to do it for us tonight, so thank you, Bowen, thank you, Pat. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. All right, we will see you all back here next week for The Blood of Heroes. Be excellent to each other and go watch some good movies. <laughs>